Welcome to all those joining us for the Kutei Halachas, Yoradeira, Chelek Aleph, Hilfus Avuda Salilam, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Tes Zayman. Today's learning is dedicated to Lilo Yishmas, Tuvio Rebbe Yisrael Yitzchok, Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosa Bas Itamara. And also for a complete Rafur Shalima for all those that need it, including Aviva Chana Bas Galia, Yustahendo Bas Gitalea, Soraleya Bas Kavalipa, Shinez Fulundan Soraleya, Sarachno Bas Yustahendo, Adiran Bas Yustahendo, Eitanyal Benetna, Idus Bas Mayan Brindle, Tuvitsvi Ben Chayaliza, Ruth Alexandra, Esther Chaya Bas Luna Patricia, Maslo Bas Zahava, this halacha once again is based on chapter 25 in the Kutimran that we've been discussing for a while. Let's continue. Based on what we're learning here, we understand the significance of the special mitzvah of giving tzedakah to the poor on Purim. Which means to give substantial tzedakah. Because as we've been learning throughout this halacha, based on what Rav Enizal writes there in chapter 25 in Likud Imran, that one of the main ways that we reveal the lights that are found in money is by giving tzedakah. That's one of the way, main ways that we defeat the medame, which is the sitrachra. And that's really what Purim is all about, defeating the medame, as we spoke about in the previous year, about bringing about the downfall of Hamon Amolek. And this is also the significance of sending gifts to one another on Purim. Each and every person has to connect with and become part of their fellow Jew through this mitzvah of Mishloach Monai, sending the gifts from one to another. Because when we succeed in bringing about the downfall of Medame, which is what Purim is all about, then Rabbi Nizal goes on to show there on Likud Imran, each and every person, as we're rising up from one level to the next, we're lifting up our fellow Jew, the one above us, also. This is why we have to send gifts to each other. Because by doing that, we're connecting with each other. We're merging with each other. Lahoira is to show 
that now that we succeeded in bringing about the downfall of Haman and his sons, which means we defeated the Medana on all levels, because this evil, wicked Haman was a composite of all the evil of the Medana on all levels. And now that Haman was defeated as a result of the powerful miracle of Purim, Therefore now, each and every Jew can be zuche, to connect with their fellow Jew, because as Rabbi Nezah writes over there, Likutim Ran, towards the end of that chapter, that this is the concept of haroma, that as a Jew goes up from one level to the next level, in order for them to be able to get on to that next level, they have to push the person that was already on that level up another level. And this is the significance of sending gifts to each other. It's in order to make this connection with each other, which enables us to, to affect each other in this powerful way of bumping up the person above me. And this will also explain the powerful joy of Purim. Because when we succeed in revealing these heavenly lights, which are referred to as garments of beauty, as Rabbeinus all writes over there in Likut Imran, that's what Purim is all about. Then the joy is very great and powerful. The more that we succeed in revealing these beautiful lights that are found in money and defeating that evil of Medame, the more the Simcha increases more and more. Because the, these beautiful lights, this is the real expression of the greatness of Hashem. And the more that we reveal the beauty and greatness of Hashem, then for sure, the joy and happiness of Klal Yisrael becomes greater and greater. Because this is the ultimate joy of all joys when Hashem's greatness and beauty is being revealed. As we find that terminology mentioned in many psukim in Chaydu that we say every morning, and also 
in the paragraph Lechun Aranama, which we say on Friday afternoon as we're entering into Shabbos, whereby in these paragraphs in Haidu and Lechun Aranama, we express the powerful joy that's going to exist in the future, when Hashem's greatness and beauty will be revealed. As it says, for example, let heaven and earth be filled with joy and, and proclaim Hashem is king. And so too in many other psukim there. And so too from the beginning to the end of these paragraphs, all of them, all of them are based on the great joy and happiness that's going to be found when Hashem's greatness is revealed. As it says in the beginning there, let's sing to Hashem with songs, we'll sing to Hashem because Hashem is great. And song is an expression of joy and happiness. As is well known. And so too, all of the paragraphs of Tehillim that we recite on Friday night are all speaking about the greatness of Hashem and the great joy that we have to rejoice with the greatness of Hashem. Tzadikim rejoice with Hashem. Hashem Moloch Togel Horetz. Hashem is king. Let the land rejoice. Kielu Hamizmoyim Lachunaran Shoyim Miknisas Shabbos Nisyastu Gamkein Lachnia Hamedame Shemizgaber Kishoyim and Alagdusha. Because Rav Nosnazal now explains these paragraphs of Tehillim that we recite on Friday evening when Shabbos is coming in. The reason why we recite those chapters of Tehillim is in order to defeat the Medame, which rises up, when a person tries to rise to a new level of holiness. The Hainu meaning, because of the fact that in Friday evening we're leaving the the ordinariness of the six days of the week, and we're rising up to a whole new level, the holiness of Shabbos, this is why our rabbis established that we recite these chapters of Tehillim from L'chon Aranino, Shiru Lashem Shechadosh, etc., that we recite on Friday evening, Shemedabrin Megidula Sabore these chapters speak about the greatness of Hashem specifically. In order to defeat those klipos that rise up 
when a person tries to go from one level to the next. Just as the Arizal explains that the, the rabbis established the hoidu that we say in the morning between Korbonois and Psuke de Zimro, which speaks about the greatness of Hashem, and, and expresses our great joy and happiness with Hashem, with Hashem. Because as Rabbi Nezal shows over there in Likud Imran, based on the writings of the Arizal, that when we're going from reciting the Korbanos in the morning to Psuke de Zimra, that means we're going from the Olam Hoasiya to the Olam Hayetzira. We're rising from one world to the next. The Kanao Bahatoira now, as Rabbi Nezal mentions this over there in Likud Imran, and this is the special passage that we recite on Rosh Hashanah before shofar blowing. Hashem, with your name, we rejoice all day. And with with your righteousness, we are elevated because you are our beautiful strength. Through this Tiferes Uzomoy that's revealed, that helps us draw joy and happiness. As the Pesach says, we rejoice with your name all day. Yorumu, the term Tzidkoscha, which refers to Tzidkoscha also, ki ikara ha-hisparus shupera gavnin, nezgal alidei Tzidkoscha. Because the true beauty of Hashem, which is the beauty of those heavenly lights, is revealed through the mitzvah of Tzidkoscha. Nezehu, and this is also what the Pesach says, this is one of the Haftorahs that we recite during the seven weeks from Tishabav, to Rosh Hashanah. My soul rejoices with Hashem and, and, and rejoices with, with, with my Hashem. Because Hashem dressed me in garments of beauty. Hashem dressed me in a garment of tzedakah. Big Those terms, garments of light and garments of stucco, these are examples of the beautiful colors, these beautiful lights, which are revealed through the mitzvah as Rabbi Nezal expounds on this pasuk over there in chapter 25 in Likud Imran. Ayin Shem, take a look. And through this, through this revelation of these lights that are found in money through the mitzvah of Tzedakah, to rejoice with Hashem. Because one of the greatest things that, that elevates 
that increases simcha is this, this revelation of these lights. And therefore, because of the fact that on Purim, we're able to achieve major success in defeating the Medane, which is the downfall of Haman by revealing those great lights that are found in holy money, through the major amount of charity that's given on Purim, and also through the midst of the half shekels, which comes before Purim, from Rosh Chodesh Adar, this is what really brought about the miracle of Purim. This explains why the joy is so great on Purim. Because by revealing these lights, which are the greatness of Hashem, this is what really increases the simcha to a tremendous level. Rav Nusazal here again is drawing the parallel between the holiday of Purim and the different points that Rav Enazal made over there on the Kutimran. Rav Enazal over there towards the end of that chapter on the Kutimran speaks about simcha, simcha shal mitzvah, related to defeating the Medama, etc. Rav Nusazal is showing us how in performing the mitzvahs of the holiday of Purim, we're pushing all the different buttons that are listed over there in that chapter on the Kutimran. Any questions, please? Paragraph Yudches. The Seir Bechinas Hashichrus Shilpurim. And now Rav Nosnazal is going to explain a very unusual item that Purim is the rare exception when the, the Torah, the Gemara, the Halacha, and Rabbeinazal condone getting drunk for those people who can handle it, who can make sure that when they get drunk, they don't do anything or say anything terrible, chas v'shalom. as the Gemara says, chayev inish a, a Jew is required to drink on Purim, to drink alcoholic beverages to the point where they cannot differentiate between cursing Haman and blessing Mordechai. Because drunkenness is like sleep. Both of them are examples of where the forces of Medame are very strong. As we see in real life, that when a person gets drunk, the confusion of Medame takes over that person, and the person says silly things, which come as a result of this confused medame that has taken over the person. And this is why a Jew normally 
has to stay far away from getting drunk, so that the forces of Medame shouldn't take take over the person. Because all sinful desires come from this Medame, as we discussed previously. However, on Purim, which is that unique time when we bring about a major downfall to Homon which means we defeat the negativity in Medame to such a degree to the point where even drinking alcoholic beverages, drinking wine, let's say, does not harm a person at all on this day of Purim. Other rather, just the opposite. By drinking more than usual, we repair the medame. That the medame should be able to plug into holiness. And we convert that which was originally negative to positive. Because remember, we, we mentioned that one of the definitions of Medame is this klipas noiga, this twilight, this combination of good and bad, something that could swing either way. It could join the forces of evil, or it can be integrated into Kedusha, into holiness. So therefore, on Purim, uh, which is the defeat of Haman Amal, the defeat of the evil of Medama, to such a degree that drunkenness does not harm the person at all on that day. Adarabha, just the opposite. Through drinking, we repair the Medama. Exactly. Ki Purim nichna medame kol kach. Because on Purim, the negativity in Medama is defeated to such a degree to the point whereby drinking excessively, that gives us the ability to convert the medame into holiness. Because wine has two powers. The Gemara says, if a person drinks wine properly, then the wine fills the person with joy, happiness. The Pesach says, But if a person drinks wine improperly, it destroys the person completely. And all of this is based on the degree that the person is is affecting the Medame. A person who does not succeed in refining the Medame and changing it from bad to good, then the wine destroys the person. Now this term, Meshanamoy, Rav Nosezal says, Ki this term, Meshanamai, specifically refers to insanity. Bechinas Bilbul Hamedana. 
which is again the result of a confused medame. Whereas a person who is which means this person already defeated the negativity in Medame, then the wine brings joy to that person. And this is what the drinking on Purim is all about. Because as we learned earlier, on Purim is when the negativity of Medame is defeated as a result of revealing those divine lights. And as a result of this defeat of the negativity of Medame, the Simcha is very great. And therefore, as a result of that, the drinking of the wine on Purim is in the category of yayin hamisameach, wine that brings joy. And now we understand the wording of the Gemara, that a person is required to drink a lot on Purim to the point where they cannot differentiate between Oru Haman and Boruch Mordechai. Because the evil Hamon represents the negativity of Medane on all levels, on all ten levels of holiness. Because Hamon is from the descendants of Amolek. And he is a composite of all of the negativity and all the creepers on all levels. The Bechina says, the Pasuk says, Rashis Goyim Amolek, that Amolek is the leader, the top of all of the nations. Because as Rabbeinazal explains over there in chapter 25 on the Kutiran, the Medame is a clipper that's found on every single level. Every level of holiness has its medame, its clipper that precedes the fruit. And this evil hamun is a composite of all of the evil on all levels. And during the time of the the miracle of Purim, Haman became very powerful and he wanted to use his power specifically against the Jewish nation. Because this evil Haman who represents the Koyach HaMedameh, the Klippos, on each and every level, they can only achieve as much power as the level of holiness that they're on. And when these Klippos achieve power, a human being has the power and the free choice to overcome them, to defeat them. But 
But this evil Homer wasn't any typical kind of Russia. He was a composite of all of the evil on every different level. And therefore, Haman wanted to defeat each and every single Jew using the power of evil on the levels above that Jew. And certainly, a Jew who's on level five it cannot overcome and defeat the Klippos on level six or eight, on the level above them. And most certainly, the Jew on level five cannot defeat the Klippos <coughs> of level six, seven, eight, nine, the many levels above them. <coughs> This evil Haman, who represents the evil of all levels, wanted to overpower and defeat each and every single Jew using the negativity of all the different levels, which Haman was a composite of. And that's why it was just about impossible to stand up to Homon. As the Pesach says, Were it not for Hashem that, that came to help us when this person rose up against us. And the Gemara says, which person are we referring to? Who is it? Homon. Because Rabbeinu Zal writes in Likudim Ram that a human being has the, can be a greater obstacle to a Jew from coming close to Hashem, from achieving holiness, than the Yitzhahara. Ki ha-Yitzhahara shal kolodom because the Sahara that each and every one of us has to deal with matches our level. Because each and every single Jew has a Sahara, an angel that's battling them, that comes from that world which corresponds to the level that that person is at at the time. Whereas a human being, a human being is a composite of all levels. We know that when Hashem created the world, it says, In the beginning, Hashem created heaven and earth. And we've mentioned that the word Bereshis makes up the letters be Aleph Tishrei. On the first day of Tishrei, on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem created heaven and earth. What's heaven and earth? Heaven and earth is man, human beings, which span from the bottom to the top, from the lowest levels to the highest levels. A human being is a composite of a body, which comes from Adama, earth, earthliness, and Shemayim, 
a soul which is on the highest, highest levels. And therefore, Rat writes here, a human being is kol mehakoil. A human being is a composite of the, the entire ladder of Kedusha. All ten spheroids are found in the human being from head to toe. And this is why a human being can be a greater obstacle than the Yetzirah. Because when we speak about a person's Yetzirah, we're speaking about an angel that reflects a particular level that the person is at at that time. But a human being is a composite of all levels. Especially if we're speaking about this evil homon. May his name be obliterated. Who is a composite of all the evil of all levels. And Haman wanted to attack and defeat every single Jew using the negativity of all levels, the full spectrum. And even the Jew that was on the lowest level, Haman wanted to attack and defeat that Jew using the negativity of all the levels above that Jew. And if that's the case, how in the world was it possible to stand up to Haman? And this is why the, the Megillah tells us that Haman wanted to destroy and murder and wipe out all the Jews from the smallest, from the youngest one to the oldest one. Because Haman wanted to defeat every, all the Jews from top to bottom because of the fact that he was a composite of all the evil of all levels. And this is also the case throughout all generations. When we encounter this people of Homon Amolek, this is what Homon Amolek is all about. He represents an evil that's a composite of all the different levels of evil. I see a question in the chat, just a moment. Question, can it be said about any particular human being that they're a composite of all levels? Everyone stands on their own particular level. This is an example of a case where in Sifrei Kabbal and Sifrei Hasidus, everything is relative. There is a concept of a person being on a particular level and climbing from level to level. There is such a concept. But also, we're told that man, a human being, is a combination of Shemaim and Eretz, which means top of the top and bottom of the bottom. Every human being is a composite of the bottom of the bottom 
Adama, earth, earthliness, and the highest, highest level, a neshama, which Rabbi Nezal says in the beginning of chapter 24, Linkudiman, that there's a light that's above, above all levels, you know, and the Jewish neshama represents that incredible high-level light when a person is in a state of simcha. So both things are true. It's not a contradiction that a, a Jew is trying to climb the ladder from level to level. And at the same time, we're saying that each and every Jew is a composite of all different levels. Any other questions, please? And this explains the tremendous battle that Klal Yisrael is battling, that each and every one of us is battling in each and every generation. Because when the Baldover, when the Yitzhahara cloaks himself in human beings, when he uses human beings to help him do his work, then it's very, very difficult to stand up against them. Because again, human beings are a composite of all levels. And as Rabbi Nizal says, a human being can serve as a greater obstacle, more powerful obstacle than a person's Yetzirah, what we call the Yetzirah. And it's about this, that the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Were it not for Hashem helping us when a person rises up against us, which teaches us that when it's a human being that rises up against another human being to try to prevent him from coming close to the path of life, from coming close to a tzaddik, it's very, very difficult to stand up to that kind of opposition unless Hashem himself is helping that person. Rabbi Nelson Zal is obviously speaking about the opponents of Rabbi Nezal and the opposition that Rabbi Nelson Zal encountered during his lifetime, the major machloikis against him, and people who tried to force Rabbi Nelson Zal's students to go away from him. And this explains the powerful, incredible, awesome miracle of Purim. As we find in all these Sifrei Hasidus and Sifrei Kabbalah, where they refer to the incredible, awesome miracle of Purim, which is greater than all other miracles. As the Gemara says, in the future, all other holidays will be eliminated, but Purim will not be eliminated. Because at that time, it was just about impossible to stand up to Homon, to oppose Homon. 
because Homan rose up against each and every individual Jew using the power, the negativity of all levels. Therefore, Hashem had pity on the Jewish nation, and Hashem performed an incredible miracle by sending us this savior, this great rabbi, this leader, as Mordechai HaYehudi, the Mordechai who was the opposite, the exact opposite of Haman. Because Mordechai HaTzadik was a composite of all the holiness, of all the divine colors, of all levels. Because on, as Rabbi Nezal explains over there in the Ran, on each and every single level, on each and every single floor, when we want to defeat the Medana that's on that level, we have to reveal the divine lights, which is the greatness of Hashem. And most definitely, based on the new level that we're trying to get up to, we must reveal divine lights that match that new level. Mordechai Atzadik was a composite of the holiness of the revelation of these lights of all levels. And this is what gave him the power to defeat this clip of Homon who represents the negativity of Medana of all the different levels, who can be defeated by the, the revelation of the, the divine colors, of all, these divine lights of all levels. This is what this great Sadiq Mordechai was about. Because as the Gemara tells us, Mordechai is mentioned in the Chumash, the Aramaic translation of the of the Besomim Roish, the top of the spices, the holy spices that were used in the Ktoiris, that were used in making the Shem and Hamishcha, the special holy oil that was used to anoint all the different vessels in the Mishkan. Shetargumai, the, the Aramaic translation of Mordoroyer, is Moredachia, Mordechai. Kamoishom Rabbi Senezal, as the Gemara points out, and note, it's referred to as Psomim Roish, the top, the high, just like Homon uh, uh, is called Reish is Goyim Amolek, Mordechai Atzadik is this Psomim Roish. This teaches us that Mordechai Atzadeh was the top one of the, the, the special spices 
that were used in preparing this special oil, Sheboi Nimshach HaMishkan Vekela, with which the Mishkan and all of its Kalim, the Menorah, the Aron, the Mizbeas, were all anointed, Vehakoyhanim, Umalachim, Ubigde Kohuna, Vamishkan. And so too the Koyhanim had to be anointed with this Sheman Amishcha. And the Jewish kings and the garments that the Koyhanim wore and the entire Mishkan, Kulam Heim Bechinas, his Galus Hagavnen Eloim. Rab Nosenzal explains <coughs> the Koyhanim, all of these examples that we just gave are all examples of a revelation of these divine lights. Because all of these divine lights were found in the Mishkan and all the Kalim of the Mishkan and in the holy garments that the Kohanim wore. These are what are referred to in the Torah as the ingredients for the Mishkan and all of its Kalim, gold, silver, copper, Blue will, purple will, etc. The Alkin Shom Hoyum Akriven Kola Karbonois. And as Rabbeinazah points out over there, we put him on, it's in the Mishkan that we sacrificed all these animals. Shehim Hachnoas Hamedame, which is an example of sub- subduing, suppressing the Medame. We explained earlier, previous Shurim, that a Medame is Behema. Because Medame represents the lower Seichel. Because it's there in the Mishkan that we defeated the Medame. As a result of the fact that in the Mishkan were revealed all of these divine lights. And it's by revealing these divine lights that we defeat the Medame. And what really brought about the revelation of the holiness of all of these divine lights in the Mishkan and the Kalim of Mishkan and the, the garments of the Kayin, they would not really shine brightly and be revealed without that Shemen HaMishchan. With which all of these kalim and these garments were were smeared, were anointed with. And the Torah tells us that it was only when this special oil was placed on these kalim and these garments that they they expressed their holiness. And when we speak about the holiness of the Kalim of the Mishkan and the garments of the Koyhanim, it's based on the fact that in these Kalim, these garments is revealed, these divine lights, which is the main expression of the greatness of Hashem, which is where holiness comes from from the expression of the revelation and expression of the greatness of Hashem. Because wherever the greatness of Hashem is being more revealed, there's more holiness there. As the Pasuk says, 
I will be made great. I will be made holy. So we see the connection between a revelation of the Gedula Sashem and Kedusha, holiness. We'll just turn the page. Nimsa, we conclude, therefore, Shekedushas kol hamishkan vekelav, that the holiness of the Mishkan and all the individual objects in the Mishkan, the Mizbeach, the Menoira, the Shulchan, all of these things, Shehakoyal hoyo avidei hisgalos hagavnon, was all brought about through a revelation of these lights, Shehim gedula saboyris parah, uklushas parah, which is the greatness of Hashem and the holiness of Hashem, all of this was accomplished and activated through that holy oil that was placed on all of them. Which is what Mordechai at Tzadik is all about. Remember, the, the term Mordechai, which is the main ingredient in this Shemana Mishra, the first one in Aramaic is Mordechai. And that's the connection, that's Mordechai's connection. Shehu b'chinas besomim roish mordor, as we said. Shemimenu nase shemen amishcha. This was the major component in this shemen amishcha, in this special oil. And so, therefore, we conclude. Shemordechai kovu mikidushas kol hagavnen shebechom adregas pulan. That Mordechai is a composite of the holiness of all the divine lights on all levels. Since it's through Mordechai, this special oil, that all the lights in all the beautiful things in the Mishkan lit up. Because the Mishkan and all the different vessels in the Mishkan were a composite of all the different levels of all the different Jews, which are included in the image of man. As is known in Sifrei Kabbalah, that all the different levels, all the different spheres are reflected in the structure of man as is explained in the writings of the Arizal. And the Mishkan was comparable to this structure of man. As the Zohar Kodesh says, the, the format and shape of the Mishkan corresponded to the format and shape of a human being. And therefore, the Mishkan was a composite of all the different levels from top to bottom, just like man is a composite of all levels, from Malchus, from the lowest level, all the way up to Keser. We'll hold it over here for now. These words, I was asked to, to come in to make a note <clears throat> regarding the fact that this is the last year possibly that we're going to have before Rosh Hashanah <clears throat> of this type. 
And some of the men are traveling to Uman for Rosh Hashanah. Some of them might be traveling to Miron for Rosh Hashanah, leaving their wives and children. It's known that this is not something that, that Breslov invented, that in throughout Europe, in, in, the, past, in hundred, the past hundreds of years, many men would leave their wives for the holiday of Rosh Hashanah and possibly Yom Kippur. That was the time uh, I've heard a joke said that when we're going to court, when a person goes to court, they don't take their wife with them necessarily. They bring their attorney, their lawyer, which means that tzaddik, that, that Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is a time, a special time of connecting with the tzaddik. We know that on Yom Kippur, there's a law that a husband and wife must be apart, must be separated. And we know that the Gemara tells us that for tzaddikim, Rosh Hashanah is their Yom Kippur. The Gemara says that there are three books that are opened up on Rosh Hashanah, the book of tzaddikim, the book of Bainanim, and the book of Rishonim. Tzaddikim and Rishonim are, are signed and sealed on Rosh Hashanah, which means for them, Rosh Hashanah is like all 10 days of tshuva. That's why the words Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah are bigimatria 10 times elikim, to show that for the tzaddik, for the Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is all 10 days of tshuva rolled into one, these two days of Rosh Hashanah, which is called Yom Richter, this one long day. And therefore, this is a special time of a deep closeness to Hashem, and it's a special time where Rabbeinazal stressed of coming to the tzaddik, coming to the tzaddik. And, and any difficulties that are endured by any members of the family as a result of this, the ones that are going to the tzaddik, any and all difficulties that they endure, and the difficulties that are endured by other family members, we know that the Mebrish says, Hashem is righteous and doesn't do any wrong. The Medrash says, that's, isn't that the same thing? And the Medrash explains that when it comes to punishment, when a king punishes an individual for having done something against the king, the king decides to put that person in prison for three months. And, and, we, and the king is able to prove that that's a just, fair punishment for the person. But what about that person's wife? What about that person's boss at work? What about that person's neighbor who depends on that person for certain things? What did they do to deserve, to, to miss out, not to have this person available to them? A human king cannot, cannot coordinate that. But we say, Lahagit ki yoshar Hashem, Hashem is yashar to the individual, and there is no other, there's no wrongdoing to any and all people associated with that individual. So therefore, we believe, that if there are difficulties endured by family members, by a husband leaving for Rosh Hashanah, that all of this is part of Hashem's plan, and all of this goes on the scale. We know that the Gemara says, Lefum tsara adra. according to the pain and difficulty, that's how great the reward is. 
any difficulty that a person endures in accomplishing a mitzvah, that's what, what defines the reward for that mitzvah. We hope and pray that all those husbands who will leave their wives for Rosh Hashanah, that, that both the husbands and the wives and the families and the friends of those families will receive the special brachas that a person receives by fulfilling the, the instructions of the tzaddik, the guidance of the tzaddik. Rabbi Nezal made this more clear than anything else, how important Rosh Hashanah is and how important Rosh Hashanah is a time for coming to the tzaddik. We should be zeichet to be matzliach in this mission, all of us, and be zeichet to see all the Yeshua's and Rafuas and Hatzlachas that all of us need, especially the, the greatest Yeshua, the coming of Moshiach, the Gula Shlema, Any questions before we close? Thank you, Rav Nelson. Just to clarify, maybe with an analogy, if needed, this concept of a, an individual, even an individual himself is represented by all the levels. Nevertheless, the Yetzirah is limited to deal with him on his own level, but someone else who's also Kolo on their levels can defeat that, that person. How come that person himself with his own levels, his Yetzirah is limited, but he's also represented as an individual with all his, on all levels? The answer is it's true, but 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 when we speak about Haman, for example, when we speak about a, a rush of that stature, we're being told that he wasn't like one person. He was a composite, just like we say that the tzaddik, Moshe Rabbeinu, is a composite of all 600,000 neshamas. So to com- compare Zela Umaseh, in Tuma, in the Sitrachra, there's a power of the Sitrachra that's a composite of everyone. It's like everyone put together, that kind of thing. And that's what Haman was. That's what Haman was. Meaning, each and every single Jew, we said, is from top to bottom. It's many levels. True. There's a Moshe Rabbeinu that represents, that's a composite of all 600,000 Jews put together. And Lahaftal in the Sitrach Rezevo Mazer, we have a Homan who is called Rashis, Roish. That the Tzaddik is called the Roish Bayis, Besamim Roish is Mordechai, and Homon Amolik is called Roish, Rashis Goyim Amolik, meaning that he's like a composite of all 70 nations of the Sitrach. Thank you, Rabbi Sure. Pleasure being together again, wishing everybody a that the year should close with Simcha and Yeshuas and Rafuas, and the new year should be filled with more. Amen. Thank you, Rav Nassim.